0: guys, welcome to episode 19 of the Thriving Therapist podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about a topic that I'm sure you all are very familiar with, that I'm sure you all have heard about or even experienced yourself, and it is the big, the bad, imposter syndrome. And I know that this is a topic that so many people are talking about, not only in our professions, but also in the entrepreneurial space, and it is a very big topic because it is the number one thing that I see, you know, holds people back. It keeps them playing small, chained back. It keeps them in indecision. And there's so many things out there where I'm seeing posts with, you know, advice and motivational and inspirational quotes And I love those because I think that the social media world needs more positivity in general in our feeds. So I have no problem with more positivity going out there. However, what I do have a problem with is this uh, approach to trying to help people overcome imposter syndrome because the fact of the matter is While all of the inspirational quotes, while all of the, you know, encouragement and advice is helpful, it doesn't quite solve the root of the problem. And the reason it doesn't solve the root of the problem is because, right, how many of us have been in the position where we are told that we are smart and we're capable and, You know, our work ethic is admirable and all of these like positive compliments. And yet we don't believe it or even better. We have our doctorates. We have, you know, experience. We have all these things, accolades, whatever you want to call it. And yet we still don't believe that we are deserving of a seat at the table, so to speak. And so the question becomes, why is it that the advice and the inspirational quotes and the praise doesn't fix the problem of us feeling this immense pressure slash anxiety around not being worthy of having a seat at the table? And the reason for that is because while someone can tell you all of the things that you should believe or all of the things that, you know, make you worthy, I know that you probably understand that on a logical level where you're like, I have, you know, my doctorate, I've helped patients, I, you know, I should be confident and yet I still feel so much self-doubt, I still feel so much imposter syndrome and I don't know how to fix it. And the reason you're experiencing that is not your fault, but it really comes down to it's because this approach is a little bit of a backwards uh, approach, meaning we think that by having more accolades, by having more experience, then we will not feel the self-doubt that we are experiencing. But the problem with that is that is a very outside in approach, meaning it is this, it's based on this premise that that imposter syndrome is due to the fact that you've never done it before or that you don't have the experience that the people ahead of you have. And that's why you feel inadequate or that's why you feel, um, all of the self-doubt that we characterize as imposter syndrome. And yes, to an extent, yes, that's part of it, right? Because uh, as my coach always says, confidence comes from competence and competence comes from action. And so action is you know, practice. It's just like in PT school. When we started our skills, we felt so incompetent because it was a new skill. And then eventually it got to the point where we were confident in it. And while experience will give you some confidence, it is not what will get rid of imposter syndrome because the reality is imposter syndrome is based on this feeling or this belief that who am i to do this? What you know, it's based off this story of what it takes to be an expert, what it takes to have a seat at the table, and so long as this story runs the show, there's always going to be something new. There's always going to be someone ahead of us that we don't feel Adequate enough. And so imposter syndrome actually comes from comparison. It comes from this symptom of comparison of looking at the people ahead of us and how they are successful and how our profession regards those people as successful. And then we start being indoctrinated in this story that this is what success is. And so the result of that creates this belief that if I don't look like this, or if I don't do it the way they did it, then I'm a failure. And that's simply not true. And this is really what the root of imposter syndrome is. And so if we are really going to free ourselves from imposter syndrome, then we have to be willing to recognize that it's not only because of a lack of experience but it's also because you are actually in a cycle of comparing yourself to those ahead of you and to those that the profession deems as successful and the result of that is you are now looking at where your journey is, how much you've done in your journey and you're now saying, I am not enough. I am not doing enough, I am not successful enough, and therefore I feel like an imposter. And if we really want to free ourselves from this, then it comes down to not only recognizing that story, but it also comes down to rewriting that story. And what do I mean by that? Well, you hear me talk all the time about how our brains are these amazing, amazing organs because they are... And they are an amazing system that has what we call neuroplasticity, where we have that ability, we have that capability to change, to put in new patterns. And this is a repeated pattern of a story of what makes you successful based off observation and learning. And so if we want to truly be free from imposter syndrome, it really is about you asking yourself and being clear with yourself about what you want success to be defined as. And when you become the creator of what defines success, you free yourself from judgment of others. You free yourself from comparison because the only person who can define success is you. And so When you are the creator of your story, of your definition of success, that is when you have true freedom from imposter syndrome. And this is not easy work. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. This is not easy work because you hear me talk about this all the time where we're tribal people, right? We want to be a part of the tribe. We want to be accepted. We want love, safety, and acceptance. That's the three things that you will hear me say over and over again that our brains all want. And so the result of it is we learned what it means to be successful from the people before us in the profession, right? Think about when you entered in as a PT1 or, you know, if you're an occupational therapist or a speech therapist, it's no different. But you entered into the field, you felt like really insecure because it was like you're starting all over again. You're trying to find your footholds in the profession so that you can, you know, make a name for yourself so that you can be successful. And how did we learn it? Well, we learned it from looking at, you know, the professors. What did they do? The people who are talked about by the professors who are receiving awards within the profession and we try to mimic that right we try to mimic that because that is what we now learn as the way that our profession defines success so anytime that you go against that belief you're going to start feeling a ton of fight flight or freeze response because it's like your brain is saying holy crap you are doing something that is not on the normal track, and this is unknown territory, so it's going to start freaking out on you, and as a result, will create this feeling of uh, failure, or this feeling of anxiety in anticipation of failure, because it is comparing what you have known and learned as success to the route that you're going, and so anything that is outside of what you have observed becomes a threat. And so this is one of the biggest reasons why so many amazing clinicians like yourself feel this imposter syndrome. And it has nothing to do with the lack... Well, I don't want to say it has nothing to do, but it is not only because of lack of experience, um, but it's also because you have these beliefs. And so if you really want to fix imposter syndrome and be free from it, then it has to be where you're changing the story that is underlying, that is running the subconscious and creating this feeling in the first place. And the reason I talk about this and I chose to do the podcast for this week on this is because I see so many amazing clinicians who have these big dreams who have these big visions of how they want to create impact, count themselves out because they don't feel qualified enough. And that really breaks my heart because like, they have these amazing ideas that I think people need, especially now. And so I really wanted to talk about this because if you are thinking about starting a business or you're just starting and you're questioning if you made the right choice because you're finding yourself in this pattern of comparison and imposter syndrome, then I want you to know that it was put in your heart for a reason. And there's a reason why you are feeling this tug to in this direction and it's not just because the money, it's not just because you get to be your own boss, call the shots and have more time to yourself, but it's also because you have a vision of a better way of doing things, of a better way of solving problems for people and you feel called to do this. It's the very reason, probably um, very similar to the reason why you got into healthcare in the first place and so this is really more of a calling and it's not it's not about you it's not about you it really comes down to being able to acknowledge that we're scared being okay with that discomfort and saying you know what I'm gonna go forward and do it anyway because this is going to change the lives of the people that i'm going to bring this to it's going to change the lives so that people don't have to go through what i went through you know that type of story and when we can come at it from that heart of service and be okay with being uncomfortable then that's where the magic happens and i know how scary that can feel because it's an unpracticed pattern And I know how scary it can feel because when it's unpracticed, it feels new and it feels clunky. And it, you know, we've learned our entire lives to avoid pain or to try to minimize um, these uncomfortable or what we call negative feelings. But typically if you're feeling that fear, it's a good sign that you're going in the right direction. And so don't let the imposter syndrome stories, the thoughts that are popping up stop you from serving the people that you feel called to serve. And this is what I feel so passionately about also because there are people who have gone the entrepreneurial route and who are burning out because of imposter syndrome. And I know all too well what that feels like as well because many of you guys know my story of creating my cookie empire, is what I call it, where I created the cookie empire that replaced my PT income. But what many don't know is that part of the reason I actually started slowing down on the cookie um, creation is because I burned out. I burned out for the second time. And it wasn't because of corporate, and it wasn't because I had a boss, and it wasn't because of productivity standards. It was because I had my own stories of imposter syndrome and I was trying to prove myself to my father, to the people who doubted me, all of these things. And this is the danger of not addressing the root of imposter syndrome because not only will it either keep you from even starting, but if you do start and if you do take that first step, then if you're not addressing the imposter syndrome, typically what I tend to see in, not only from my experience, but also from the clients that I work with is you're going to see this chase, right? It's the constant chase of being approved, of being worthy, of um, being on par with the people that they deem as successful because They are trying to fill this need of getting rid of the story that I'm an imposter. And what better way than to have accolades and facts that back it up. But like I said, it is not fixed from an outward in approach. And so one thing that I find so many learn the hard way and what I don't want for you is to find out that you can get to the top of the mountain And still feel like an imposter. And that is like the biggest lesson that I learned the hard way. And that is what made me really change my approach in fixing imposter syndrome and self-doubt. And really a lot of things. Because it's not, excuse me, it's not an outward in approach. It's an inward out approach. So this is what I really wanted to bring. It was on my heart to bring this to the podcast this week. And remember, you are the creator of your success. You get to define how you want success to look. No one can define that for you, not even our profession. So I hope you found this helpful. This is all I have for this week on the podcast. And as always, if you want to go deeper, if you have questions about how you can start freeing yourself from the story of being an imposter then shoot me a message you can find me at the thriving therapists on instagram and you can send me a message there but I hope you know just how capable how worthy you are and it you know I could tell you this till I'm blue in the face but at the end of the day you have to believe it for yourself so that's all I have I will see you guys on the next episode, but until then, bye for now.